On this Friday episode of Locked On Grizzlies, the vibes are improving. John Morant being more of an active man about town in Memphis, checking out the hoop scene. Videos of workouts are surfacing. We're starting to get a little closer, nearing the final countdown of John Morant's return to the Memphis Grizzlies and subsequent Memphis Grizzlies ascent up the standings, unless you ask Lou Williams and Danny Green, apparently. We'll talk about that. And then a Timberwolves preview of tonight's contest. Next, here on Locked On Grizzlies, lock in with me. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, Friday. You've got to get down on Friday. I am your host for this episode, Joe Mullinax, and this is Locked on Grizzlies. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're checking us out on YouTube as well. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, all of those fun things. Whether you're an everyday or whether you're checking us out here on Locked on Grizzlies for the first time, whatever the case might be, each and everything in between, we are your team each and every day as proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network. My partner in crime, my co-host, Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal, they're in Memphis, Tennessee, not able to join me on this episode. I am Joe Mullinax of Locked On Grizzlies, formerly of Bluff City Media, Grizzly Bear Blues, some writing over at SB Nation and fan cited over 10 years following this Memphis Grizzlies team and the NBA at large. Very excited to be here with you along with DeMichael most episodes, but this time you and I going on a Memphis Grizzlies journey together on this Friday episode of the podcast. Um, Lou Williams, Danny Green, catching some ire, some heat from Memphis Grizzlies fans. We'll talk about what they said on a recent podcast here in a little bit. We'll also preview, of course, the Timberwolves game, Memphis welcoming one of the very best teams in the entire NBA into FedEx Forum, a place where the Grizzlies have struggled mightily in recent games. So that could be a problem, right? Could be a bit of an issue for Memphis. We'll have to see how things play out. We'll talk about all that coming up here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But I don't know about you. I personally am quite excited about the prospects of the Grizzlies at this time. And maybe you're wondering why that is. Maybe you're not fully understanding how somebody such as myself can genuinely be looking forward to a Grizzlies game on a Friday night when they are six and 14, the Timberwolves are 16 and four doesn't get as opposite as that right near the bottom of the Western conference versus near the top. Memphis is the underdog, understandably. So more often than not, the Timberwolves win this contest. So why in the world am I looking forward to this game? I'll talk about why I think Memphis can compete later on in the show. But one of the reasons I'm looking forward to this game is after it's over, we'll go from five games before John Morant returns to four. And that energy is picking up. You see it on social media. You hear it among Grizzlies fans and the Twitter spaces and all these other things where Grizzlies media, podcasts, shows, whatever the case might be, it's palpable. Day in and day out, you know that the end is approaching. And it's exciting because this is a Grizzlies team that is continuing to figure it out, finding their footing, putting themselves in a position to be competitive, even without not just John Moran, but Marcus Smart and Luke Kennard 
no matter what your perspective of their season so far, the way they were acquired, their pay, all those things add up to them being viewed as important pieces to what this Grizzlies team was supposed to be, even if they haven't gotten to that level for whatever reason as of yet. And the thing that I want to challenge you on, dear listener, dear viewer, dear Lou Williams and Danny Green later on in the show, we have no idea what this team actually is yet. It's very easy to look at something that is broken and call it broken. Very simple. Does not take an analytical mind to watch these Memphis Grizzlies and think to yourself, gosh, they're bad. But context is important. And that context explains why the Grizzlies are where they are. Not fully. Taylor Jenkins is not without, you know, criticism. You can criticize Taylor Jenkins. You can criticize Jaron Jackson Jr. every once in a while. None of these guys are beyond criticism. Even Desmond Bain, who has had a borderline all-star season, not borderline in my opinion, but borderline because the Grizzlies are 6-14 and 14 going into tonight's contest. 1-8 and eight at home. But Desmond Bain is putting up pretty impressive numbers even before he dropped 49 on the heads of the Detroit Pistons on Wednesday. The Grizzlies have won three of their last four games. Even in their loss, it was a competitive loss to the Phoenix Suns, which gives me hope for this contest. The last time the Grizzlies played the Timberwolves, it was not a competitive game. Timberwolves won by 22 points. Can Memphis find a way to be competitive in this one and continue that good juju? I hope so. I hope they can because the good energy is there, and one of the main reasons off the court is John Moran. Again, going to high school basketball games in the city, running workouts. Jaw is able to practice with the team, remember. He's around the team. And we've heard reports, our own DeMichael Cole has talked about here on Lockdown Grizzlies, how whether it's DeMichael, Drew Hill of the Daily Memphian, Jaw's starting to get second team reps, he's starting to get first team reps. He's not just a scout team player anymore. They are preparing for his return. The next time you hear an episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, we will be in single digits. It's 11 days today. On the Monday show, it's going to be eight. Exciting, exciting times. And reason for optimism, even beyond what the Grizzlies are currently doing. Because it's not fair to put them in the, in the basement of the league with the Washington Wizards and the San Antonio Spurs and certainly not the Detroit Pistons. Memphis is easily a tier above that. And as we talked about on the last couple of episodes, first Michael and then me, Memphis is within four or so games of the play-in with 80 games to go, or not 80, 60 games to go, excuse me. Math is hard. 60 games to go, 62 to be exact for the Memphis Grizzlies. Four games out of the play-in, and you're trying to tell me that the team that was the number two seed over the last two years needs to be written off. I'm getting ahead of myself. Lou Williams, Danny Green, zero shot. One of the reasons I feel so strongly about that is John Morant. They are doing this without their best player. Desmond Bain drops 49 on the heads of the Detroit Pistons. Has been the focal point of most defensive game plans. What happens when John Morant returns? Are they going to be able to do that? Of course not. John Morant's a top 15 talent in the NBA. And he ain't 15. One of the most elite basketball players on the planet is about to get back to playing basketball at an elite level on an NBA floor. If you're a Grizzlies fan and you're watching this team get better and rediscover their defensive identity and really sink their teeth into what it takes to compete, 
as long as Jaw can translate into that seamlessly, and there's no reason to think he can't, because again, it's not like he hasn't been around the team practicing. It's not like he isn't in game shape. It's not like he's coming back from an injury and he's going to have to be on some sort of pitch count in terms of whether or not he can go out there and play. You're monitoring knee soreness. John Morant is probably pretty hungry to play some basketball. This might be the longest non-injury time, non-injury edition, that John Morant has gone without playing basketball in his life, or at least since he started playing basketball. So when you're in that position and something that you're so passionate about, especially in the case of Morant, something that provides for your family, something that is your family's means of establishing generational wealth, and it's taken away from you to an extent, right? He still has his max contract, still has Nike and other uh, other means of getting his name out there in terms of endorsement deals. But John Morant today, John Morant, when he takes the floor, once his suspension is lifted, is a vastly different player in terms of how he's perceived by the league, in terms of how he probably perceives himself, than he was the last time he took the floor in that game six against the Los Angeles Lakers where the Grizzly season ended last season. Hopefully he's different off the floor too in terms of his mindset, the way that he focuses. But the hope that the Memphis Grizzlies are cultivating on the floor through their improved play, adding that on to the hope that a renewed John Morant is going to come out on fire for this Grizzlies team, a team that desperately needs that shot of energy, even with their improved play. The fact that you see him going to these high school games, the fact that you see him out moving and being active, you see workout videos, he's coming. The Cavalry's coming, and it's led by 12. And all these clips and pictures are just further evidence and reminders of the difficulty that has been this season to this point. But with Jaw and Kennard and Smart all coming back around the same time, Jaw obviously being the most important piece of that, that movement might also result in movement up the standings of the Western Conference over the next several weeks, which is an exciting thing to think about. We'll talk about Lou Williams and Danny Green disagreeing with my assessment, thinking that the Grizzlies are washed. It's time to hit reset on the season. I, of course, disagree with that, and I'll talk to you about why here next on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Prize Picks. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, Desmond Bain, Travis Kelsey, 14.5 combo of three-pointers made in receptions. That's a way that you can get locked in over at Prize Picks. And Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform that has that kind of injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, it's made easy for me to dig into Lou Williams and Danny Green after they say things about 
the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll talk about that next. Stick with me here on Locked On Grizzlies. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Monax of Locked On Grizzlies, formerly of Bluff City Media and other entities over a decade covering the Memphis Grizzlies. Hanging out, not today, with my buddy DeMichael Cole. Hanging out in spirit with my buddy DeMichael Cole, the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. Sometimes that day job gets in the way of his duties uh, with Locked On Grizzlies. And I'm happy to fill in as uh, I have a little bit more free time these days to talk Grizzlies basketball with you. And I'm grateful and thankful that you're hanging out with me on this Friday edition of the podcast. I'm feeling positive, if you haven't noticed. I'm in a good mood. It's Friday, of course. But I'm also excited because John Morant is out and moving. He's in the mix again. the, The final countdown is coming. The end of the regional nightmare is approaching, at least for now. Knock on wood. Hopefully, we don't have to speak of this ever again. But... There are some people that are not convinced that improved play from the Grizzlies the last week or so is going to turn into them being able to salvage this season. Lou Williams, Danny Green, they in particular, not necessarily believers in the Memphis Grizzlies as things turn out. Danny Green in particular talking about how he thinks that Grizzlies wings are not ready. Players such as uh, Zaire Williams, David Roddy, not prepared to be contributors in the way that Memphis needs them to be contributors. He was pretty clear, pretty clear that those guys are are not in a space to compete. And Lou Williams thinks that the team is never going, or at least not this season, not going to be able to run it back. Shout out to their FanDuel TV show where this was said, hosted by Michelle Beadle. They're not going to be able to run it back with Morant. They think that the season is a dud. It's a lost season. It's a wash. It's a wrap, Lou Williams said. For a lot of reasons, I disagree with this. Um, for, for one reason that I disagree with this assessment, part of the logic was they're selling $4 tickets in Memphis. That doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, going back to the grit and grind era, because, again, I've been following this team for a long time, on weekday nights, even when the Grizzlies were in a similar boat competing for Western Conference Finals and the most successful era the team has had to this point, tickets were pretty cheap, right? $4, $3, $2 tickets pretty regularly, unless it was a marquee team or it was a marquee night, like it's Friday or Saturday night. But even in the case of Friday night sometimes, like the Grizzlies-Timberwolves game this coming Friday, according to Vivid Seats, there are currently tickets available for as low as $2. You can get in the door to a Grizzlies game in Memphis against the high-flying, one of the best in the league, Minnesota Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, all those dudes. You can get in there for less than two bucks or around two bucks. But that's not a reason to say that a team's not able to win, a team's not able to compete, to argue that their season is a lost cause, that it's a wash. That just shows that you don't fully understand the market in Memphis. They make fair points. Like I said, Danny Green talking about Zaire in in particular not being ready to contribute as a key wing in terms of depth for a playoff team. He's not wrong about that. We're excited about Jalen Noel because in part that Zaire is struggling so mightily. Zaire's off and on-court efficiency numbers are atrocious. He is the worst Grizzlies player in terms of net rating by a wide margin. A wide margin, almost 20 points. He's not doing great. 
He has had some issues. His issues are a reason why a player like a Jalen Noel even has a shot at cracking the rotation while Zaire is on the floor. That doesn't speak highly or well for what Zaire could be in Memphis long-term. Who knows what it means for Jalen Noel, but I know it's not good for Zaire, even with his current injury issue, obviously. That not considered. David Roddy, not quite as correct, Danny Green, but I see your point. We've talked about tripling and quadrupling down on youth, how maybe Zach Kleiman, Grizzlies GM, regrets that a bit. Especially when you're down so many veteran players, it would be nice to have someone that could come in and help steady the ship alongside Bain and Jared and it not have to be by committee or hopefully this guy goes off this night or hopefully we can just keep it close until somebody gets hot. I get that. But Memphis is, again, roughly four games back in the play-in. Memphis is roughly six or so games back from the sixth seed in the Western Conference with over 60 games to go. There is ample time for this Grizzlies team. If they're able to win just two of the next five, waiting for John Morant to return. And again, Morant's return within the same week will likely coincide with Luke Kennard's return, with Marcus Smart's return. And as all those guys get back out on the floor, you will finally get to experience what this team was supposed to be all along. Lou Williams has no idea what the Memphis Grizzlies of 2023 and 2024, what their ceiling is. Danny Green and Michelle Beadle also do not know what these Grizzlies can do. You know who else doesn't know? Me. I don't know what they could do because I haven't seen it and neither of you. Nobody does. Nobody knows. Until John Morant's on the floor with Marcus Smart, we don't know if that partnership's going to work. Until Luke Kennard is coming off the bench as a true sixth man with all the other pieces like Asante Aldama by his side, we don't know if that's going to help the half-court offense for the bench unit. We don't know because we haven't had a chance to see a large enough sample size or any sample size of all when it comes to John Morant to make those determinations. So to say that Memphis is washed is lazy. It lacks context. Shows me that they're not paying attention. Danny Green has some insight, obviously, as a former member of the roster. He practiced against Zaire Williams. He practiced against David Roddy. When he says a guy like Zaire Williams is not prepared for what the Grizzlies need him to do, it should catch your ear and your eye. It's not just sour grapes. But at the same time, there's a reason why Danny Green's no longer in Memphis and those guys are still there, in part because his contract was friendly enough to do something like that or to move on in terms of trade, wave, whatever the case might be. I am convinced that this Grizzlies team has a pretty strong run in them once those three big names return especially John Morant. And I think Lou Williams, I think Danny Green, they're not appreciating that enough because of all of the adversity that Memphis has faced. Maybe they're thinking it's difficult to overcome. No team can overcome both the Morant suspension and substantial injury like the Grizzlies have. And maybe they're right. Steven Adams is significant. He's not coming back. He's not walking through that door this season. Brandon Clark is significant. Bismack Biombo is here in part because of the front court issues for the Grizzlies and Kenneth Lofton Jr., who the John Morant return will likely coincide with Kenny Lofton Jr.'s release. Those two things being connected tells you that they miss Brandon Clark a lot. They miss Steven Adams a lot. Adding three perimeter players, even one as elite as John Morant, maybe that doesn't solve the problem. 
or maybe it covers it enough for them to go on a run enough to get into the play-in mix. And friendly reminder, give or take a couple of role players, the Memphis Grizzlies have been the number two seed in the Western Conference the last two years. You tell me if a two or three seed Oklahoma City Thunder or Minnesota Timberwolves wants to see the Memphis Grizzlies in the first round of the playoffs. A healthy, healthy-ish Memphis Grizzlies team. I'll give you the answer to that one. They won't want to see those guys. Seeding is not what matters. It matters to be experienced. It matters to be healthy. And on clicking on all cylinders going into the postseason, Memphis is going to have a chance to do that if they play their cards right. And it's exciting to see that play out. I have more faith in it than Lou Williams and Danny Green do, apparently. Let me know what you think. If you agree with Danny Green, Lou Williams, is this season washed? Is it lost? Are you on my side? Thinking that the Morant return in particular, but also Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard, things are going to get righted with those guys getting back into the fold. Let me know what you think in the comments, especially if you're on YouTube. Um, we're going to preview Grizzlies Timberwolves, obviously a basketball game being played in Memphis coming up next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come here to try to escape our issues, right? The crazy realities of real life, all that's going on in the world. But we need to talk for about a minute about preparing for exactly that real life. Because according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin. And I don't know if you've noticed or not, lots of bugs are going around, right? Whether they're viruses, which antibiotics don't necessarily help as much, some sort of bacterial infection, all sorts of different things that can get you on the, not the up and up, the down and down, so to speak. I can't imagine a more hopeless feeling than if somebody I knew that I cared about got sick and there was a supply chain issue that didn't allow for them to get the medication that they needed. Thankfully, Jace Medical allows for us to be okay. They have a Jace case, which is a pack of five different antibiotics treating a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, and among other things. This could happen to any of us. We need to be prepared. Visit jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician. Medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than it is right now today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. When we come back, Grizzlies Timberwolves preview. Stick with us here on a Friday episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax flying solo. One s'more. No to Michael Cole with me. Uh, hanging out, doing his thing for the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee as the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer. I, of course, here with you on Lockdown Grizzlies, and I appreciate you doing so, whether it's your first time checking out Lockdown Grizzlies, whether you are with me and us when DeMichael was on the show, each and every episode that drops, it's appreciated. It's been a, a good vibes episode, right? John Moran moving back around Memphis. I feel like I debunked the Lou Williams, Danny Green stuff pretty effectively. It seems like they, they lack the context necessary to truly say that a team is written off. And Memphis has won three of their last four games. And in that loss, as I mentioned earlier, it was competitive against the Phoenix Suns. They were winning at halftime against a Kevin Durant and Devin Booker-led Phoenix team. So that is why I am feeling confident that they will at least compete against the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. Now, the Minnesota Timberwolves are extremely good, right? That is important to point out. You got to give uh, the, the Wolves their due, so to speak. This is not the Timberwolves from a couple of seasons ago when Memphis ran by them in the playoffs. Anthony Edwards leading their scoring, almost 26 points a game. Rudy Gobert, spoiler alert, Jaron Jackson Jr. is probably going to be a one-time non-defending 
defensive player of the year here soon because Rudy Gobert seems to be back to his defensive player of the year ways. Carl Anthony Towns, hit or miss. His inconsistency creeps up every once in a while, but it's been more hits than misses to this point in the season. The Timberwolves are built well. They're built to have success, and they're really coming of age at the right time as one of the top teams in the Western Conference. The Memphis Grizzlies used to be one of those squads. It's not them so much anymore, at least not for now. Memphis is 1-8 and eight at home going into this game. The Timberwolves are 6-3 and three on the road. The Grizzlies lost to this team literally a week and a half ago at FedEx Forum by 22 points. There's all sorts of reasons to say that it's going to be a Minnesota victory. And to be honest with you, it probably will be a Minnesota victory. The Timberwolves are playing that well at the moment. But I have two reasons for you why you should be thinking that the Grizzlies can knock off Minnesota in an upset victory tonight. Reason number one, Mike Conley is not going to do, at least he shouldn't, do what he did to the Memphis Grizzlies the last time these two teams played. And it still pains me to say that. I don't know about you. You know, again, if Mike Conley's here, John Morant probably isn't. And I'm at the stage uh, in my stages of grief. I, I don't think that's the best interest of anybody, right? John Morant's better than Mike Conley. But Mike Conley was six for nine from beyond the arc against the Memphis Grizzlies the last time these two teams tangled in FedEx form. Six of nine. Conley was not, or Conley did not make a single two point bucket, but he didn't have to because he was left open. And when teams overhelped or collapsed, the Grizzlies' defense overhelped or collapsed, he would dish out assists. He had a 18 and 10 double double, Mike Conley did. This Mike Conley, 2023 Mike Conley, almost 2024 Mike Conley, had an 18 and 10 points and assists double double while making six threes. No free throws. No made two point buckets. The Grizzlies have to defend that better, right? They have to. There's no way that they allow for that to happen again. It just can't occur. It can't happen. So a better defensive game plan. The defense has gotten better over these last four games, and I do think that that might help Memphis in that particular area. Maybe Conley doesn't get as many open, clean looks as he did against the Grizzlies a couple of weeks ago, or a little less than a couple of weeks ago. Another reason to be optimistic about this contest, Desmond Bain just dropped 49 points, career high. His confidence should be as high as the sky. The ceiling is the roof when it comes to being confident for Desmond Bain and how he cooked the Detroit Pistons. Obviously, Minnesota is much better than Detroit. But let's check out Bain's numbers against Minnesota almost two weeks ago. Five for 16 from the field, 13 points. Not a single free throw attempted. He shot two of seven. Two of seven on his two-point bucket attempts. It's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. And while Jaron Jackson Jr. struggled in that game as well, 4 of 14 from the floor, 2 of 6 from 3, at least Jaron had 10 free throw attempts. He got to the charity stripe. He made 8 of them. At least Jaron was still impacting the game in terms of blocks and steals, the way that he does. Four stocks for Jaron against Minnesota the last time out. Bain had zero blocks. Bain had zero steals. Bain had four assists and five turnovers. He had more turnovers than assists against Minnesota the last time out. Some other changes. The Grizzlies lineup has changed. It'll likely be Derek Rose starting for Memphis. It'll likely be David Roddy starting for Memphis. The last time these two teams played, it was Jacob Gilliard and super wing Santi Aldama, who probably shouldn't have been out there. He should have been out there more than Jacob Gilliard. 
But Gilliard did some good things in spurts for Memphis. I understand why he was given the opportunity. But we've seen the Grizzlies have this recent resurgence behind David Roddy, which is another, as I mentioned earlier, Danny Green maybe doesn't know fully what he's talking about. Zaire, eh, yeah, I'll give him that. But Roddy's played some good ball, steady ball. And Derrick Rose has also recently played some steady basketball. Jalen Noel was not on the Memphis Grizzlies the last time these two teams played. And do you think Jalen Noel is going to be interested in this game? Just maybe, just a smidge? Obviously, Noel on his second day contract, trying to find a way to either stick around on this team and make Memphis make some tough roster decision to force their hands to keep him out on the roster. But another thing that's important to remember about Jalen Noel is that this guy in the past obviously has some connections to the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? It's not a stretch to say since he literally he's played most of his career as a Minnesota Timberwolf, was drafted by the Timberwolves or brought in by the Timberwolves. Of his 190 career NBA games, 184 of them came with Minnesota. He played 65 games for the Timberwolves last season. As hesitant as I am to think that Jalen Noel is an answer to any Memphis Grizzlies question long term, there's no denying he's going to be amped up for this game. He's going to be excited to play against the Timberwolves in Memphis against his former squad, that matters. That energy matters. That excitement matters. He knows what Minnesota wants to do. He knows their weaknesses in terms of defensive coverages. And he has the remarkable motivator that is feeling like he's wrong. Hell hath no fury like a basketball player scorned. And I think it's fair to say that Jalen Noel is going to go off a little bit. Because remember, like we talked about on our last episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, the main reason the Grizzlies won, the biggest reason that Memphis found a way to pick up the W the last time they were on the floor against the Pistons, aside from Bain being dominant, is the fact that the reserves played well. And the reserves looked different this time around than they did about two weeks ago when Minnesota played. So I'm optimistic. I think they're going to hang. I think they're going to compete. Is Minnesota winning going to surprise anybody? Absolutely not. Of course not. It's probably the probable outcome. But give the Grizzlies credit. I think they're going to hang. I think they're going to compete. And if they're in close in the fourth quarter, throw the ball out and see what happens. It's going to be fun to watch. I can tell you that. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of Locked on Grizzlies. Again, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you're liking, commenting, rating, reviewing, subscribing. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, it's all good. Also, check us out on YouTube. Thank you so much to everybody who provides feedback there, interacts with us there on YouTube. The YouTube page continues to grow. It's much appreciated. The next time we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies on Monday, we'll have plenty of basketball to discuss. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, for example, are they finding ways to compete? Did they hang tough against a tough Minnesota team? All that and more. DeMichael will be back with us as well. Lots of things to be excited about. Another thing to be excited about, Locked On launching the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today, here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Make sure you're subscribing to Locked On Grizzlies. Like I said, I know that Michael Cole appreciates it. I most certainly appreciate it. Thank you so much 
for making Lockdown Grizzlies part of your NBA and Grizzlies content consumption. For Michael, I'm Joe. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe out there. Enjoy the basketball, and we'll catch you on Monday.